but he's a, wa- a wonderful man. Yeah. <laughs> you've, and you've been Not the you, Hunter, You're good too, but Russ is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pairs on a Pod. This week, we have a very special guest after the two massive guests we had over the last couple of episodes, Alapale Carlo and Gavin Wangany. Make sure you go check them out because they are absolutely ripper podcasts. But we do have someone very special joining us this week. But firstly, I've got to introduce my co-host, who he thinks he's the man of the media. It's Jack Hudson. How are you, Hutto? Yeah, hey, mate. Yeah, going very well. My heart rate's nice and relaxed. We haven't played for a while, so I'm ready to have it all pumped up again tomorrow night and then um, again on Saturday for the Sample. Yes, it's going to be a massive week back at footy for the second half of the year, but I shall introduce our guest this week. It's a very, very prominent figure in the Port Adelaide community. Is the general manager manager media and communications i introduced the man that is actually the face of the media daniel norton norts welcome to the podcast thanks and uh thanks hello thanks for having me i, I mean i'm i've come after gavin wanganine so that's a big <laughs> suit to feel i mean i won't say it's a slow news week but i'm happy to be on guys just just go easy with me but i'm looking forward to joining you over the next 45 minutes oh uh, norts i don't think we've got a bigger port man um to have on the pod um just go through it, like, your love of Port Adelaide, like, we could be here for a long time talking about it, but how did it start and just take us through the journey? Yeah, oh, we've all got our own individual journeys, haven't we, how we fall in love with the like, with the club, whether it be, you know, the newer, newer generation, the AFL era or whatever it might be, but mine, mine certainly was entrenched because of my age, I'm in my late 40s now, but through the SNFL era, and I, I never grew up in the Port Adelaide area, I never... Um, and I never have lived in the Port Adelaide area since that point, but it's generational because my my grandparents, great grandparents, grew up at Cheltenham and and then at Kilkenny and near Woodville, and so part of Mum's family was always connected to Port Adelaide. Um, well before Woodville was even established, it was all about Port Adelaide um, as a, as a football club in that Western District, and it's just like a lot of supporters, it just gets handed down to you from your generation to generation and. I grew up actually for the first 12 or 13 years of my life way down south, like down at Christie's Beach and, oh. and and that area and couldn't be any further away from Port Adelaide. But mum and I used to catch two buses. So I grew up with a single mum and, you know, and, and she was just so connected to the Port Adelaide sort of spirit through her parents and grandparents. And you you, you don't know any other way. Once, you, once it's in your blood, um, there is no other way. It's in your DNA forever. So um, mm. no, I'm very grateful and I... Had a great upbringing watching the boys win premiership after premiership. That's a nice change from what we have, Ant. (laughs) (laughs) We're a bit bit different in that aspect, but still all the same. But, Nort, growing up in that era of premiership after premiership, who was someone you idolised the most through that time? Oh, it's a really good question, Ant. And and there's always Russell Ebert, but Russell Ebert was sort of in the twilight even of his career when I was – growing up and I started really getting passionate about football in about 1982. So Russell retired in the end of 85. So we sort of, he was God. He was always revered within the community, but you tend to identify, you know, your, yourself in the younger players. So I was sort of, uh, Craig Bradley was coming through that time, you know, as we all know, unbelievable. I played 98 games support and then went to 375 games for Carlton or whatever. Had a duffel coat with his number on the back. Then I got a lace up, with Greg Anderson, number 26, who 
of course, won the McGarry Medal when I was 12 in 1986 and was just a, a phenomenal player and then went to Essendon. So those two, the the on-ballers, you know, the centerman Craig Bradley and the wingman Greg Anderson. But really the standout when you're in your late teens and your early 20s was was Scotty Hodges. He was just yeah. – um, he won so many games. He was sort of like the – for those that didn't watch him play, he was the – he was the uh, – the strong, uh, heroic version of the SNFL version of like a Robbie Gray. Like he would always just win that. You, you know, he'd kick the magical goals. He'd kick five and a quarter. Well, you know, and he'd bob up when you lose. But different sort of player to Robbie Gray. Like, like completely different the way they played. But we, we know Robbie in the modern era is always being that go-to man. Well, it was Hodges in the in the late 80s through to the late 90s. He was just unbelievable and won a Sony game. So... Uh, it'd be those three guys. Yeah, and you mentioned Russ as well. Like you wrote the story after his passing. What was it like to work with him and have him as a friend? Like we've had a lot of different stories about Russ over the um, pods that we've done. But what was one real Russ story that stood out for you? Oh goodness me! There, there, there were there were so many. Like you, you actually had to. When I first started at the footy club, you sort of you got a. I actually met Russ earlier, actually, through 5AA. So I was producing 5AA Saturday morning sports show back in the mid-2000s when Russell was on there with, with Rucci and, and Ken Cunningham and, and, and Graham Corn. So I sort of got to know him before I went to the club. But then you go to the club and you're like, you've got to pinch yourself like, that guy's desk is 15 metres away. I'm sitting over here and I'm sort of writing some media releases and stories on the computer. And you sort of catch yourself looking over at Russ thinking – I can't believe it. I grew up idolising this guy and now he's a work colleague. You know, I'll bump into him in the kitchen. I'll approach him to to do me a favour for work or whatever. There's, there's not one real rust story. It is a feeling of what he did for the community, what he did for the club, what he did for others that no one knew about, you know, where, you know, and we heard those stories that he's at the wonderful celebration of his life at the funeral where he mm regularly go and cut people's tree, you know, help with gardening and, you know, every Sunday and on a Saturday go and, you know, clear the gutters of the roofs or whatever you do, do all those, you'd hear those stories um, often around the club and you just grow up um, understanding him as a footballer but then appreciating him more as a man. What was funny though, I was always given the, the task of, um, Norts, can you go and ask Russ if he could do this, this, or this, that's that's. Can he take someone on a tour? Can he um, sign an autograph? Can he front a documentary? So I would be sidling up to Russ, and Russ would be sort of <clears throat> at his computer, and he'd know you're there. He could feel your shadow there. You'd know he'd know you're there, but he'd make you earn the moment until he was quite ready, and he'd sort of turn it around. No, it's obviously trying to roll out Russ again, is it? And he was sort of <laughs> cut you off in the past straight away. He, and you sort of be, oh, was it? Well, as a matter of fact, you know, I only, t- I only come up to you, Russ, now when I need something. And he's, he's, okay, what do you want? And then, you know, you reel out something. You go, okay, well, why don't you get me to do this? You've got, you, you got to get me to um, um, speak at a function. On the way out, you, you need to interview me for a documentary. You need me to sign 15 autographs. Why don't you shove a broomstick up my ass as well so I go and spin the grandstand? I can do that. In fact, in fact, Instead of putting a broom on the backside, uh, my beautiful wife dies now upgraded to the uh, Dyson. So just want you to put a Dyson vacuum cleaner up and I'll start <laughs> vacuuming the floors while I go around doing everything else for you. Anything else you want me to do, Norts? That would be that would be his one-liner all the time. And you walk off sheepishly going, he'd, 
he'd know all the time. Like, he'd, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to help. It was a bit of theatre, always willing to help the community, but he'd make you earn it internally, which was great. <laughs> the Dyson. Yeah, oh, the old Dyson oh. at the backside. Well, that's how Hutto treats me. <laughs> True. Oh, but yeah, he's a w- wonderful man. Yeah. You, and you've been Not on you, Hutto, You're good too, but Russ is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of in the intro. Um, you've been to the club since 2008, is it not? Yeah, April. Yeah, just after Anzac round. April the 26th, I think, 2008. Yep. So, been a bit rough since what's, what's gone out. What's going on, mate? You've been a part of like some of the toughest times for Port Adelaide. What has it been sort of working amongst that professionally? But you've seen some great stuff as well, like the comeback of 2013-14 yeah. as well as the minor premiership in 2020. Well, I started questioning myself when I first came to the club, Hutto and Em. I've lobbed there six months after we played in the grand final in 07, albeit, yeah, let's not talk about that, but yep. we still played in the grand final. It took us six bloody more years to get to the bloody final like, since <laughs> I was there, so I'm thinking, 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, and obviously 13, we had that revival, as you talked about. Um, look, there's been some incredibly tough times to manage from a media perspective. If you think about the breadth of of that story. So I've seen, I've seen two coaches come and go. I've seen two uh, presidents of the board come and go. Um, I've seen Greg Bolton to start with, and then and and then Brett Duncanson, uh, both magnificent men, and have done a remarkable job. But just they've come and gone. Board board uh, directors come and go. Assistant coaches, tragically a player death. I mean, you layer all this through John McCarthy, of course. God bless him. What a wonderful person. So you, you, you think about that, and, and that's in the first five or six years. You know, that's yeah. that, that, that's a, a huge amount to um, well, deal with, but also to 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 try and manage in a way that you're keeping the community informed, transparent, that you're trying to support people internally, but you're also trying to create a, a, um, a platform for information to be shared under enormous pressure, you know, big moments. And then we had the move to Adelaide Oval, uh, which is phenomenal. You know, it was part of the 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 the, the resurgence of the footy club. Um, fortunate enough to be involved in three games um, in Shanghai. Um, brilliant CEO Keith Thomas, brilliant CEO now Matthew Richardson. I really you know, and and David Koch. So you've you've there's been a breadth of people that I've worked with and different personalities, and I've seen the club evolve so much since since two thousand eight. So. Look, it's a long, long answer to your question, but there's been a lot of water under the bridge and, mm. and you know, pre-preliminary finals. We always wish we, you know, converted those three prelims into into a, into a grand final, of course, a premiership. Um, mm. But we still, you know, like we still fight hard for that dream. So, yeah. What's been, out of all that, all of the big stories and everything, what's been a particularly favourite moment to have produced or a bit of content? They've been like, Wow, I can't wait to get that out. Yeah, it was probably a really good question. Again, like we've done a we've done a lot of content over over many years. I look. I'll, I'll say the real obvious one first was um, you know the onward to victory um, documentary for our one fiftieth. I really enjoy that more than, and, and this is Port Adelaide, not to confuse it to, this is Port Adelaide is more the, the theatrical version, the cinematic one. 
which told a, a story through the supporters' eyes, which I loved, absolutely loved it. But the onward to victory one for me was was it was nuts and bolts footy. You know, it was about telling that that hard edge story about Port Adelaide. So if you didn't know anything about the, the the footy club, sit down and watch this for an hour, and you'll learn about the DNA of Port Adelaide. Not that this is Port Adelaide through the supporters and volunteers' eyes didn't do that, but I really loved the, the um, onward to victory. But the lesser one, we were one of the first clubs back in 2014, and I'm, I'm testing everyone's memory here, of of bringing people within, bringing cameras within the change rooms. And there was a piece of content that we did before the first showdown at Adelaide Oval where Kenny was talking to, he called in the leadership group and we recorded his message, we filmed it, and no one had ever really done this sort of stuff before. It took a bit to get over the line. You know, I was like, Ken, do you mind if we share this? This is like on the, on the Monday, Tuesday after we won. Yeah, I'm happy with it, you know, as long as it's, you know, presented the right way and it doesn't look like we're sort of gloating or anything like that. It's, you know, it's, I just think it's a really important piece of content, intersecting content, content that takes our stakeholders, our most important stakeholders, our members and supporters on this journey to Adelaide Open with us. Why it's so important. So we, we end up giving it the 360, um, you know, Robbo and and, uh, and Gerard Waitley played it. And I remember Robbo saying, yeah, now we've evolved since this point. And we know Robbo's like, he said, oh, I think that's one of the best pieces of football content I've ever seen. It's unbelievable, you know. And it was Kenny talking to the group about how important it was representing Port Adelaide and the community in our first game back at Adelaide Oval running out of the Jeff Motley race in front of our own people. So mm. that was one of my favourite pieces of content. And I could not wait to get it out because it was new and no one had really – I mean, of course, there had been tacos before, like the year of the dog and all that and other behind-the-scenes stuff, but no one had really done it in the modern age – to actually take people into the change rooms, into a team meeting. So I love that one. I do remember that, actually. I yeah. do remember that. that and good. we did another one for the Richmond final as well. Yes. Where, where he's yeah. talking about, this is what we, this this should be your favourite day. This is what we play for. Um, this is why we're here. Of course, that, that, who'd ever forget that first quarter? Oh, <laughs> I was I was very hungover that day. I'd have made it twenty first the night before. <laughs> I was at a very sore head, so that first quarter did not help. I, I um, I've got a funny story about that that game. I nearly blew a, a you know, a, a, you know when you get so excited early, you you almost black out. You have this, you, yeah, yeah. You roar, you, you sort of blow off of a valve, and yeah, you're nearly done. Like, <laughs> I, I nearly blacked out when um, Westy I think kicked the first goal. You know, I was just sort of walking <laughs> to my seat and all that. But I've got a really interesting story. Sort of interesting. I, I I was sitting in the media center that day, uh, level four cricket media center. So not yep. the not the Western Stand one where the football commentators are, but we get this sort of, you know, um, as a club, oh. you get access to this media center. What a and, view that would be! Ooh. Oh, magnificent behind the Southern Goals, the Rubens yeah. Stand, level yeah. four. I'm there, and I've got you know, social media coordinator next to me at the time. So think of you and me, Hutto, and an SNFL game. This is like an AFL version, <laughs> and um, yes, he comes behind me. Ross Lyon, an assistant coach. So Ross was, you might remember, we played Fremantle the yeah. following week because I think they finished above us and lost us, lost their qualifying. And so Ross was obviously, knew he'd play one of us or Richmond. And I was just sort of listening to what he was saying. And Ross was saying, great spectacle, they laid over this. Like, this is phenomenal. We were at the prison bars that day. He's gone, uh, they, I mean, they, they absolutely get behind. Never ter- I wasn't there for the Never Terrace Apart moment. He was talking about Never Terrace Apart and saying, yeah, it's just some sort of atmosphere here at Adelaide Oval because it was new for him too, the, the mm. stadium at that point. So really fascinating sort of half eavesdropping on Ross Lyon preparing to play <laughs> us the week after. And we beat them the week after too. We got the job done. 
Oh, that that night, I I remember you would you were probably been at the game for that. I reckon so that would have been incredible because I was at Albert and don't know where you were, Ant, but that was like the the game was actually there at Albert and Oval because the crowd was so loud. Yeah, and, we forget we were four goals, four and a half goals down at half time. I yep, reckon. Yeah. Ollie started getting some clearances early. Robbie kicked two or three in that third quarter. We were still about a goal or two down at three quarter time. Yeah. And then Ollie yeah. kicked the remarkable goal. Wingard did that run down the wing. You know, Polo kicked the silver. I've been up with him by four or five goals or something. Yeah, we yeah. beat them quite comfortably. And it was, oh, the most incredible, incredible yeah. game. I still, I'm trying to work out which is actually my favourite between that and the elimination final sometimes just because of the like how phenomenal that comeback was. So it's always hard yeah. to do. And Freeman were, were red-hot favourites mm, because yeah. I think the year, well, the year before they played the grand final, 13. Yeah. yeah. So they were they were ready they were ready to go. I think we we, we obviously put them out in straight sets that year. Um, that mm. semi-final. So yeah. Now in terms of pieces of content, not not um, team talk. We want it back. Can we get team talk yeah. back? We love team Renault talk. Renault team talk, but without the Renault bit, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, MG we need team MG talk. team talk. Yeah, of course. Who who are Renault? Um, <laughs> the world, the world. <laughs> Precious me, Renault. Uh, MG, yeah, absolutely, MG, team talk. Um, what did you like about that so much? Oh, just because Ant and I featured on it a bunch of times, really. <laughs> 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 it was just it was just quirky, like, sort of get the fans to do it, and there were some weird questions that would come up. And yeah. like, it was always good when a few blokes would stitch up each other, like Kane and Dom talking about their rooming together, which was apparently a disaster. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> But those sorts of stories were just really cool for an insight, we thought. Yeah, so when did we oh, – I should know this. We stopped doing that, obviously, when the partnership ended, I reckon, in about 2018, uh, 2017, maybe. It was, it's yeah. a fair while ago, isn't it? Yeah. Since we're, I'm going to take that to our WIP meeting on Monday. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put it – I'm going to write it down right now. I'm going to put it on the agenda. And, look, I'm not guaranteeing it's back, but mm. between you, me, and Ant, uh, we've got a fair bit of pull. So we're gonna we're gonna yes. try and get team talk back. What T O R Q U E? Yeah, we we'd even we'd, <laughs> we'd even come in and host it if you want, Norts. Like we'd happily do that. Yeah, well, Hunter, you're everywhere already at the moment, mate. I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Editing papers. You've got podcasts going on here. You're working the magpies. You're doing this. You're doing unbelievable. Yeah, I still want to do. He doesn't share. He doesn't share. He's a megahead. That's what he is. <laughs> And he's all over Twitter as well. It's just shocking. Oh, it's prolific. Prolific. One one man that loves you on Twitter, I, and I've noticed, I've, I follow the sort of the uh, dialogue, Graham Studley Corns. Yes. You've got a connection with the stud. So, yeah, Cornsy and I um, connect while we're at the Tizer. It was um, quite funny, actually. I wrote this story about footy 100 years ago, and I was doing a bit of stuff, and for some reason he comes in on a Friday, like when he did his column, he's like, Jack, your story really inspired me to sort of look back at some old like, pictures and stuff like that. And he actually mentioned me in his column that way. And it was kind wow. of really cool. Like, yes, Stud and I um, really get along quite well. So I saw him after we beat them at Bay this year, actually. I think um, you'd already gone down to the locker room and I was chatting with Cornsey and just going, pretty good game. He's just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't happy to Stud. No, I oh, thought it was a decent game, but he was quite complimentary of us, which was um, a bit weird. Wouldn't get that that's on air, I don't think. Yeah, that's sad. Oh, you would think after all these years, he'd get used to losing to Port Adelaide and he's heartbroken. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
one of those things. Uh, he's a good fellow. Uh, he had a bit of interaction with good. him the other day, didn't you, on Twitter with um, some old highlights? Yeah, well, there's this. I did mention Greg Anderson was my favourite player of all time. Yes. Uh, well, growing up. Well, he got taken out in the most, uh, oh, well, it was terrible. It was a shocking Twitter. Scott Sauls, we took him out the final in the qualifying final when we were we were up in the early in the first quarter. He he know won, won the McGarry the week later. Like so mm. he, he was a the dominant player. He got completely taken out. And I swear Cornsy and, and, and I think Hendo thinks as well that he said Salisbury was an assassinator, went out <laughs> to take him out. And so I I had a little chip at Graham uh, <laughs> on Twitter and said, I'm sure Graham, you said that Greg Anderson ducked into it and should have been holding the ball. And um <laughs> And he was he was quick to he was quick to bite back, which is great. Good to stir him up. Ah, he's, always, he, he's he's good value actually, Cornsy. Over the over the years, Norts, um, especially early days, like focused more probably on the retired group. Who was probably the best sort of player to coordinate into doing like media stuff, and who was a bit tough sometimes, if you can say. Ah. Uh... The best player, like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it varies a little bit. I, I've got to say, I understand there's a level of anxiety. Firstly, can I just pre- preface this by saying I can understand there's a level of anxiety the players mm. feel under pressure, particularly if you're early days when we weren't winning much. They, they feel like they're representing not only themselves, but most importantly, they feel like they're representing their teammates and the whole yeah. brand of the club. So they, it's a fear of, it's a fear of making a mistake. You know, yeah. just like they fear making a mistake on the footy field. They fear saying the wrong thing um, in the media. Look, probably probably the best one to work with and he instinctively comes to mind is Jackson Trengove. Oh, Jacko. He was mm. he was always willing to – Kane was very good, Kane Corns, yep. but Jackson Trengove was always willing to do it, win, lose or draw. He was always really um, – um, connected and, um, you know, the important thing when you do media is you have to have the mindset of actually wanting to do it because mm. if you don't want to do it and you're rocked through it as a chore, then you're not going to communicate effectively with the with the most important people, and that's our members. So yeah. he, would, he would always have the mindset. He would, I know he's a larrikin, but he'd take it seriously. <laughs> he would always take um, that part of the, 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 the role really seriously. He'd be invested in... Um, discussions that we'd have, and he'd be willing to do it, win, lose, or draw. So um, he was great. Tough ones. Um, well, one of the toughest ones is still on the list. Um, <laughs> so, so, and, and this and this player uh, might give this away. Has been around as, since I've been at the club. Oh. So I'll, I'll give you I'll give you three guesses. But he's, we, we love him, but he's he's very hard to, to convince to do much media. Oh, I'm going to go. Oh, Robbie Gray. Robbie. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know why? You know why? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a snapshot of his personality. He's actually mm. humble. He's yeah. actually it's, – it's based on his personality that he's got so much modesty and humility. He actually doesn't want to be seen to be the, the guy on the pedestal. You know, he'll certainly do it if I beg him to do it. Or maybe he won't, but no, he's he's he's, he's a great team. What I'm trying to say, he's not. He plays the team role, but he's so humble. It's like, oh, like you know, and you can see the way he plays is even humble. He doesn't over celebrate. He's the most gifted player that's in the competition today, 
yet he's he's so humble the way he does things, the way you know he still gives up time for the fans in other ways. So, but yeah, no, 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 no Robbie's a little bit tricky to um to uh, navigate through doing some media. Um, who in the early years, uh, Chad was always hard too. Oh, Both really? Chads actually, Wingard and Corns. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, nah, but most of them, <coughs> excuse me, a wonderful, wonderful group to work with. And I reckon I th- there's a, I reckon there's a bit of a, I reckon Norts has got a bit of a man love for Robbie Gray. He's been mentioned a few times, a bit like me with Trav. <laughs> oh, no, you and Trav Gray. is unhealthy. Yeah, no, you're not <laughs> <laughs> Hey, oh. We all love Trav too, though. We all love yes. it. It's hard not to love Trav and Robbie for what they've given to this football club. Oh, Absolutely. yes. And so much more. Uh, another friend of the pod, Norts, um, and because he loves his, we know he loves his name being mentioned on here. We're wondering what he was like to deal with. The Eagle Killer, Jason Davenport. What, what was he like? Dav was really, really, really good to deal with. He actually had a, he actually had a passionate interest in, in media, hmm. again, communication. Um, in fact, he came up to me when he was about to retire one day and said, uh, any chance I could apply for a job as media manager within the department? Believe oh. it or not. So he won't mind oh. that. So he was, nah. he was really, really, really passionate about media. Um, the eagle killer. Yeah. No, he was good to deal with. What you find is sometimes those, those players that, <coughs> excuse me, are more – more on the fringe, you know, with all due respect, are actually grateful to be, are actually grateful sometimes to be asked mm. and grateful to be instead like, really? Like, well, I'd love to. I'd love to try and build my brand, build up my, my um, you know, network of, of contacts, et cetera, and, and meet people when I go and do media. So he was, he was one of those. He was always really forward thinking and um, ahead of his time and, Far out. Didn't he dominate against the Eagles? Well, he kicked four <laughs> in that last quarter. Yeah. He, he kicked three of Footy Park in, what, 2011? 2012, just, I reckon, against him. He just loved playing against him. Oh, 2009, it was, sorry. Yeah. He was oh. just the phenomenal matchup. Oh. He knows he, it, too. That's the he thing. Does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he loves so you had him on a few weeks ago? We did. We yeah. had Dav. He's a big listener, actually. He loves it. He... Uh, he was referencing old episodes, which was even better. So shout out to Dav, great man. What's he doing? He was coaching in the Carlton system, wasn't he? Uh, last, yeah, he, up, he, up to a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think COVID um, changed that. I think he's um, he's one of the development programs within the AFL now. So yeah, great. Well, oh, Dad, if you're listening, hmm? mate, hi, I haven't had a bloody text message or something like just to say good day. Like, unbelievable. I, I'm going to text <laughs> him after this, tell him I'm following in his footsteps and I've, I've boosted the ratings. Yeah, <laughs> love that, love that. Yeah. I reckon, oh, man, while we're, yeah. while we're talking about um, not sort of following in footsteps and stuff like that, I reckon we move into the, um, our first segment. Or actually, right. not, the, not the segment, I reckon the surprise first. All right, Norts. Look, I've been fed some very handy information from Hutto and other sources to say that you're a very knowledgeable person. You, you have a lot of... <laughs> What can I say? You have a lot of stats in that head of yours. So I, I yes. thought I would put you and Hutto to the test because he as well likes to brag about his stats in his head and have a bit, <laughs> of a, a bit of a test, a bit of a schoolyard exam for you both. So I'm going to give you six questions each. Right. And whoever can answer the most correctly has the bigger head. Hutto <laughs> has it regardless, but... <laughs> 
I think you've got <coughs> him covered by the length of the uh, of Flemington Straight. So, all right, Norts, welcome to Ant's Quiz. Um, <laughs> I like it. We're going to start you off. Who was the first ever Port Adelaide Rising Star nominee in the AFL? As in, as in, as in, winner or nominee? Nominee. Nominee. Uh, Norwich Rising Star was back in 1997. Mm. Uh, look, it might not be the obvious one that I think it is, as in the winner. That's what's worrying me here. Um, but. <laughs> I love it. It might, have been, out of that, it might have been out of our round three Geelong win. Uh, round three Geelong when we beat him at Footy Park. It might have been out of that show. I'm, I'm just going to go at the obvious one. I'm going to go Michael Wilson. All right, I'll give you the answers at the end, but uh, the, the round was correct. I will say that. Who did Port beat for the first ever win in the AFL? Is that for me? Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, you've oh, got six and I've got six knots. Well, I just answered. So, so who, who did Port beat? Who was the Port? Yeah, who was Port's first ever win in the AFL? Geelong. Who won number 31 in 2004? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're shocking. <laughs> well, 31 in 2004. Oh, well, that's got on. a little bit of... Uh, that's got a little bit of... Uh, Look at me about it. Long sleeve, sort of <laughs> one. Stephen Salapink? Yes. Very nice. Uh, who, is Port, who is Port Adelaide's leading goal kicker of all time? In any competition? Uh, in the AFL. Uh, well, that's Warren Gary Treadray. Very nice. How easy are these, Ant? What are you doing? No, he's Hang easy to do it. He's getting me confident. What year did Port Adelaide first play at the, AF, uh, the Adelaide Oval in the AFL? 2011, round 23 against Melbourne. Beautiful. And finally, who did Port Adelaide beat in round seven, 2007? <laughs> round seven, 2007. <laughs> nice. Bonus points for how much? No, no that's got a bit of Collingwood at the MCG about it that day. Uh, wet day, I reckon, round seven. Or was it... Or was that like Hawthorne or Essendon at Footy Park? I reckon you're right with the first one, Norts. I'm going to go Collingwood with the MCG. All right, so that's your six questions, Norts. I'm going to give you the answers. So question was, who was Port Adelaide's first ever Rising Star nominee? It was Bowen Lockwood in that oh. round three game against Geelong. Who did Port Adelaide beat in the first uh, for their first ever win in the AFL? was Geelong, so correct. Number three... Who wore number 31 in 2004 was Stephen Salafek. Bit of me, me action. The great man. Who is, who is Port Adelaide's leading goal kicker? Treaders. Who, what year did Port first play at the Adelaide Oval? was 2011. And who did Port Adelaide beat in round seven, 2007? It was Richmond by oh. 40 points. Saturday Arvo. And we wore the Planet Seal Guernsey with the lightning bolt going down the middle oh. of the league. I've got one of those at home. Oh, really? know that. I've got one of those at home. Yeah, yeah. And that was before I started working in the club. I've got Damon yeah, White's match worn Guernsey. Damon White Guernsey's, yes. Uh, oh, there's, there's a connection. I've, I've, got, I've got a long sleeve Damon White Guernsey, Norts. <laughs> Far out. God, these names, like, 
Unbelievable. So what, what end up with? Four out of six? Four out of six. Oh. Now we're going to oh. test Megahead Hudson. Here we go. Hello. First question. Yeah. What number did Stewie Jew wear in his debut? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with 37. What pick was Travis Boak? Five. What did Port Adelaide win the toss in the 2004 Grand Final? <laughs> oh shit! This is good. This is good. Yes, fifty. <laughs> what was your answer? Yes, I said yes. Okay. How many goals has Robbie Gray kicked in his career so far? Oh, <laughs> You're a prick. Um, oh Jesus! Four hundred and twelve. How many wins did Port Adelaide have in nineteen ninety seven? You including the draw? Yeah, there's the draw. That's what I'm trying to work out. Uh, I reckon it was ten. And finally, who did Port Adelaide beat in round five, two thousand and ten? Oh, two thousand ten. We were shit that year. I know this um, one. I know this one. Uh, I, th- I think it was a showdown. I think we beat the Crows. Is I that your final answer? Oh, <laughs> I'm looking at North. All right. Oh, it's either. Oh, I know right. it's between that showdown and Essendon. I, I, know Ro- I know Robbie Gray had a good day that day. Oh, so it's showdown. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Right, got so me. Ar- Hello. What number do a Stewie do? Wearing in his debut, it was 37. Oh, that's good. One. What pick was Travis Boke? Number five. Two. Did Port Adelaide win the toss in the 2004 grand final? No, they didn't. Oh, you said yes. <laughs> Two. We're heading for a time many, here. How many goals does Robbie Gray kicked in his career so far? You said 412. He's actually kicked 363. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, mate. How many wins did Port Adelaide have in two thousand in nineteen ninety seven? It was indeed ten. Oh. He's on three. This is it. Who did Port Adelaide beat in round five, two thousand and ten? It was St Kilda on a Saturday night. And oh, it was the Anzac points. game. Anzac round, of course. What I pronounce you the it? winner of an inaugural air quiz. <laughs> <laughs> well done. If I got that question, I would have got it wrong. I thought we played the Crows. Crows was the week after. It was too, yep, because they were Norton 6 and we had the Spoons. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) I thought they were Norton 5. Sorry, mate. Well, I'll take the win. (laughs) I'll take the win. Do I get a a plaque or some sort of medal? I'll buy you a pasty on Saturday Norton. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a sh- I'll give you a shout out North, all right? How's that sound? <laughs> Thank you, mate. That's all I need. All very right, good. So well done. That was a very good quiz. You know, yeah, you're yeah. not happy, are you, Hutto? Oh, I can't believe that last one. I, mean, oh, I remember that St. Kilda game too. Yeah, it was raining. It was we pissing didn't down. And we only hit that nutty three. one. Was yeah. it the go- game where Milne kicked that soccer goal for the yep. boundary? We still won by two yeah. points, but he kicked that bloody amazing like, goal. Mid air sort of type operation. Yep. Yep. 
down the yeah. southern end of Footy Park. That was unbelievable. Like, one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I was, I was sitting there going, oh, shit, that was good. <laughs> Robert, Walls, Robert Walls called it the goal of the century. Yeah, oh, yeah. it sort of trickled through, didn't it, on the, on the line. Yeah. I remember it. Um, wow. That was when Choco was coaching, too, at the start of that year. Yeah. How's yeah. that? Wow. Memories. Yeah. All right. Oh, how good. Segway it, it in, Ed. Here we go. Headway. Let's seg it in to the random port merch. Norts, this is where we showcase some random port merch you got lying around in the house. And obviously, you're in a beautiful hotel room out looking to the MCG. So limited in this area. But Hutto's going to kick us off with his random Port merch. So I went a bit. I went digging for this because I knew I had it. So I had this lovely image of Byron Pickett after the grand final. Oh no, no Alan Pickett. So <laughs> I, just, I just thought I'd have a bit of a look in, and um, <laughs> it's like it's pretty good um, information about the grand final. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look what's going on here, Nords. <laughs> Now, no, hey, uh, I told you I'm passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, and, and, and people go, well, people said to me, oh, well, obviously you didn't go to the grand final. No, oh. I went to the grand final, mm. flew back on a red eye. Somehow got to Albert and Oval. I think that event kicked off at about know, lunchtime. Yeah. Got to Albert and Oval about nine. Got interviewed by Mark Aston or something on the bloody <laughs> Sunday roast in the grandstand on 5AA. And made my way down the front row still, and then twenty five thousand people came behind me about half an hour later. Um, and that was that, that, remember that photo vividly. That was Brian. It was Brian Cunningham. Um, yep. His farewell. The, the great man. He's in the, he should be in the front there. Yeah, there Mate, it is. Focus. <laughs> get the focus off that idiot to the behind his left shoulder and <laughs> focus on the great man instead. So, oh, what a day! But what a goose. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> you don't think I'm reminded about that on a weekly basis at the club? I reckon uh, I, I sent a text to Lucas just before. I'm just like, random port merch is going to be very good. <laughs> so when my pa passed, I inherited all of his port stuff and he kept all like the newspaper clippings and stuff like that. And I was going through it like since when we moved house and I'm just going, what the hell is Nortz's head doing on the front of the paper? <laughs> He's a good looking though, aren't I? Unbelievable. Full head of hair. Yeah. Refreshed. <laughs> I don't oh. think you've changed, Norts. Yeah. I was, what would I been then? 30. Yeah, God. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, 2004. Um, no, it was certainly an emotional day, and mm. you can see we're all getting carried away. Were, were, were you guys... Well, I was what there. What was your age then? Like, how old would you guys have been? I was nine. Eight. Yeah. Were you at Albert on that day, or were you... Uh, I was. No, I was... I was at some place in Gawler, absolutely jumping around the streets, not knowing what was going on. <laughs> That was me in the after the 2017 grand final. <laughs> um, oh. Playing the Richmond song down the main street. Whoops. Um, but there was, um, yeah, so I, I have a photo of my nana and pa, like, at, like right at the back, right next to the um, grandstand. So, yeah, it was an amazing day. Remember it was. There. It was phenomenal. And I, well, I don't think there was much to it. I think you were just watched to replay the grand final and then – 25 blokes with the worst hangovers of all time yeah. rolled out on stage and we just sung the theme song on repeat for about 98 minutes and then we all went and bought merch and went home. It was just, it was just, <laughs> you just wanted to be there though, to be around people, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. There's this, I think you're right about the hangover because there's a nice photo of Treaders who's looking a bit worse for air old He <laughs> looks like he's just, he's had enough of the media already. But He's done. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's um, yeah, that was my random port merch, and I'm so glad I found it because I went digging for a good twenty minutes. Well, I've oh, mentioned yeah, my I've mentioned my random one is that Damon White yeah kids guernsey like and it, and it just triggered me like when you mentioned because it, it was the one with the big power logo that yeah. sat on the front. It was just a replica, almost like our logo just sat in a guernsey. And yeah, um, I remember we wore it obviously with black shorts that day. I do remember it now. And um, and um, how I got it was my wife was in radio working. I think a guy called Max Stevens used to be on TV. He was also a player manager, was managing Damon White at the time. I said, oh, I've got to get, got to get my hands on one of those Guernsey. That's unbelievable, you know. Anyway, I got it for like a, a birthday or something like that as a surprise. So da- Damon doesn't know who I am. But, um, <laughs> but I've got your Guernsey, mate. If you, if, you, if you want it back, I've got it. <laughs> well, it's worth but I've got it. So. Well, on the subject of Guernsey, when you first arrived, Norts, we had that pretty much that horrendous – I hate this Guernsey, that away jumper. Ant loves it for some stupid reason. The white one. The white, <laughs> the white one with the teal back with what apparently is affectionately known as the dolphin Guernsey. Um, the, white, the white shorts, the white socks. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that god awful thing. What do you, you like think it of it, Love I it. love it. I think it, it's just a different part of our amazing history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I do see where you're coming. How, how, when did we wear that? That was in 2010. 2009. Nine, was it? Yeah. 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 One year blasted. Thank yeah. God for that. Hey, that's, just, that's the icon of Tommy Logan's market uh, against Hawthorne at the G. Yeah, yeah, round four, MCG, yeah. yes. Yeah. Hamish Hartless debut. Yes. 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 I've, I've, got, I've got that Gansy and I think it's got Sam Colquhoun's signature on the back, so that's even more <laughs> random. <laughs> he had a chill back, didn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a remarkably a ugly till back. Yep. Horrendous. With some random sort of swoosh sort of Yeah, it's part of the history. It's it's a Guernsey. You wear it you wear it for premiership points, it's part of the history. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh well we know we know of bring back the bars, but I'm bringing back the dolphins, I think. No, I think we're not. I'm we're gonna not. make a petition. No. No one's signing that. <laughs> we're not signing no. that. I bring am. back the dolphin. Bring back because yeah. it looks like two dolphins together. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take your word for it, Adam. <laughs> and, and what have you got? Uh, we know that random port merch seems to bring out a lot of footy cards, but mine, uh, I found this in the back of the cupboard. So I went digging. 2004. Oh. Oh. Playing cards. We've got. Sean Burgoyne, we've got Peter, we've got Primus, Roger, Fredders, Gav, Matthew Bishop. You name it. They're all that there. Is, um, That's terrific. Oh, goodness me. Bloody well, Bishop brings it down a bit, but... Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Bishop's a good mate. Um, but, yeah, and, and he'd actually agree with me. He, yeah, he does bring it down a bit. But oh, are they so- Sorry, are they signed? They are not. No, no. Oh, I need well. to get them signed. Well, we've got we've got well, Sean at the club. We've got Chad. We can get oh, we can get any number of those. Peter, Peter hangs around. Peter yeah. oh, I'll see you Monday then. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favourite player from that era? That sort of. I know you you were younger than me. You said you're you know eight or nine, but through that through that era. So so those the players on those cards there and. Who would have been your favourite out of those ten? Um, 
Shredders was my favourite, I think, for many reasons. But I always had a fondness for Stewie Doo. I don't know yeah. what it was, but that booming left foot kick, the, particularly the one he kicked in the prelim from 65 or whatever he did, yeah. that for me and the goal with Hudson, Anthony Hudson, not Jack, uh, his commentary of bullseye and the flag is theirs. Yep. Yep. Uh, Stewie oh. And the dancing was like one of the my dancing yeah. back. Yeah, that, uh, he was my f- yeah. Treaders obviously had had top priority, but Stewie Jew, you know, one of the, one of the greatest, I think. And where's your love affair with Trev started? Apart from him being <laughs> basically the greatest human on earth, um, you know, like what a brand himself and what a superstar of a player. Well, apart from that, where's your love affair come? Uh, when he when he signed the deal in twenty late twenty twelve to stay, became captain twenty thirteen. And then every year after that, my love just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And yeah. now it's just, oh, it's at co- uncomprehensive levels. Yeah. Just, yeah. And he still goes. No, he's just a, one of a kind. Yeah. Oh, he'll still just keep, keep it on. He's just, yeah. he, he's just a, a phenomenal um, athlete. He prepares so well. He, uh, such a great team player. He's just, we're just so lucky to have him. We're so lucky yeah. to have him. <clears throat> we are. And especially when you talk to him, it's just like you just get sucked in. And it's like, I don't want to break away from that. <laughs> Look oh. into those eyes. <laughs> we, 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 genuinely, we, uh, we legally can't have him on the pod because he, you won't yeah, be able to go near him. Yeah, well, luckily it's on Zoom, eh, Hutto? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think he's got many admirer like you, I tell you. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Who's your favourite, Hutto? Matty Primus was always mine. And uh, lion-hearted, yeah. brave. And I was gutted when he missed out. I still remember sitting there in that game against Hawthorne. I was basically bawling my eyes out when he did his knee. It was the worst day. Round three, 2004. Yep. He kicked the whole bag of goals. He taken him apart single-handedly and then his knee went. In that he went forward, tackle. didn't he? He was, he was forward there for the first quarter and a half. I think he kicked four. Yeah, he, he was, was rucking as well. It was like, oh, it was phenomenal. And then he that boundary throw in on that sort of the outer half forward flank there. Oh God, that was just uh, he just deserved so much more. But he was the captain of our football club in our premiership year. I know Tred was obviously mm. um, the captain of the day and and for the back half of that two thirds of the year. But you know they always say that Maddie still you know held that group together. Um, phenomenal. Um, a legend of our club, so yeah, no, yeah, so loved. Yeah, yeah. H- had the opportunity to interview him a couple of times. He's been great. Love Matty. Always yeah. idolise him. Get him on the get him on the the, the cast here. We're, we we're, we're working on it. We've worked on a few. We've thrown a few. Some have knocked us back, <laughs> but some yeah. some. Well, who, who, who? I'll, I'll straighten them up. <laughs> I'm the media manager. I'll be your producer. Yeah, well. love that. Jacko Trengo gave us a scene treatment. Which he's so gave Ant donuts. Think nothing. Yeah, Jacko. Yeah, Jacko said nothing. Um, Is that why when I when I mentioned him as being really good to work with in the media, you guys sort of went a bit sort of bit cold. Yeah, we're just like, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I'll, I'll chase Jacko. Who else? Who else? Put him on my list, Jacko. We got, Who? We got Brad, Bradley Ebert. He's another one. Oh, come on, Ebo. I know. <laughs> He's yeah, retired now. He needs all the. Yeah, yeah. 
pump up Hey Diddle and all that, the wines. Yeah, well, that, yeah, we'll happily offer Hey Diddle all the sponsorship opportunities and, for no cost at all. And, yeah. Yeah, and embarrass one more for me. So who else? Oh, oh, it's probably Maddie. Maddie's just giving us donuts. That's as well. well me, so. I'm going to text him now. <laughs> Maddie, get <laughs> <yeah, laughs> hot. <laughs> the, the live treatment. I'm going to text Maddie Promise right now. And say, <laughs> you, you, you guys, you guys took. You guys talk to you. I won't um, talk about yourselves for two secs. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, here we go. Maddie, promise. I'm going to get a uh, message from him going, are you harassing me by a third party? <laughs> uh, where's his, my eyes are shot. Sorry. Here we go. That's, All oh, right. Here we go. Uh, I hope this is a successful and better call Sourland as well. We just- <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, Maddie. Welcome to Nortz's Text. Sorry, I'm a slow tip. I'm, I'm on a, it took me ages to I'm, I'm on a podcast with, and you, you've, you've reached out to him before. I, se- I sent him a text and he sent me nothing back. I have even got it here. I get it up. <laughs> He's giving me donuts, Matty. Oh, come on, Matty. Where is it? There it is. Nothing. Nothing. No. You might have had an old number or something. Bloody hope not. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> How awkward is it when that happens? When you send someone like a an impassioned text, and it's like God, I haven't heard from you for ages, and why don't you respond to me? And someone comes back and says, "Wrong, wrong number, number, wrong yep. number, pal." And uh, then a few times. <laughs> oh um, my god! I only, I only called him on it last year, so I hope it's the bloody same one. And he actually answered for that one, so that was good. Uh, oh, all right, I'm sent. I'm I'm sending this now. I've actually. The way I've written it, I'm on a podcast <laughs> with Anthony and Hutto, uh, and they're keen to have you on. It looks, it looks like I'm on a podcast with Anthony Hudson. And he's just got two personalities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so I, 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 I've just sent that. Oh, yes, Dawes. Dawes. I've had a... Yeah, I, I, but, but, that, but that is to Maddie MP yep. Maddie Promise. We'll see if he comes back to me. I've um, I, I've got a different nickname for him, but I, I dare to put Maddie in that one. He probably think, <laughs> what do you call me Maddie for? Anyway, um, I think the other one he was called Mattress, wasn't he? Mattress, yeah, yeah. Well, mattress. yeah, obviously because of the um, the um, the, the big thing he used to wear on his knee, the mattress. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yes, yeah, because of Matt Mattress. Yep. Believe you not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't PG that noise. Come on, guys, move on, move on. All right, should we go to quick fire questions, Hutto? Yep, absolutely. All right, Norts, this is where we. Uh, this is not quite a quiz. This is more so where we just judge your personal taste in things. So I hope you're ready because we're going to kickstart this straight away. Your favourite TV show? Oh, favourite TV show is. Um... Ah, uh, jeez. Look, I don't watch a lot of mainstream. You've got me straight away. I don't watch a lot of mainstream TV. Netflix um, and streaming is fine, mate. It is completely fine. Yeah, well, I'm more talking about just sport, like AFL 360 is what I watch. Um, we pay that. Pay that? <laughs> yeah, we'll pay yeah, that. Pay uh, AFL 360. There you go. Yeah, great. Good. Uh, Favourite Simpsons character, North? Oh, it has to be. Um, oh, look, again, I wasn't a huge consumer, but my, my young fella watches it. 
old reruns and all that, and I'm sort of half in the background watching. It has to be, has to be Bart, doesn't it? Has Bart. To be. Oh, oh, I like that. You know, like he's, 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 he's charismatic. Love it. <laughs> he's a bad boy. Yes. Bad boy. Uh, now, what's your favourite go-to karaoke song? Um, well, there, there, there are a few. Look, I, I like um, I like 70s disco, you know, that sort of. Oh, yeah. That sort of, you know, yeah. a little bit of um, anything sort of from. Um, the village people, I like Billy Ocean, Love Really Hurts Without You type thing. I like oh, Islands in the Stream, BGs, and uh, like there's, there's a lot of BGs, a lot of uh, village people. Anything where you can absolutely, um, well, I guess take the piss is, is what you want. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's similar to me. That's why mine is My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. So you can just go really high pitched and painful. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I, no, exactly where you're coming from. We need to do karaoke together, North, I reckon. Oh, like a duet. Like we could do sort of like Don't Go Breaking My Heart or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Kiki, Kiki duet, Kiki Dean, Elton John. Oh, you can be Kiki, I'll be Elton. <laughs> Done deal. Done deal. Just let me know. Let me know when you do that so I'm not in the room. <laughs> <laughs> by, the uh, way, by, by the way, cricket's still from Maddie. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm used to that. <laughs> uh, the mattress is flat. Um, your favourite potato chip? Flavour. 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 Uh, salt and vinegar. Yeah, well done. Beautiful. Nice. We'll pay it. Uh, Norts, what is there more of in the world, doors or wheels? I was thinking about this just the other day. It's funny you're asking this. <laughs> I, I heard about this on social, social media two or three months ago, and then – it was funny. I was thinking about it. Just it might have only been just yesterday, and I was thinking about because I was driving. And I thought it came back in my mind. I thought, well, there's I've got a steering wheel and four. And I started thinking about about the concept, and mm. I remember this debate. Look, I'm thinking there. I'm thinking there would have to be still more doors. Yeah, good man, Norts. Yeah. Good man. Common sense prevails. That's good. That's all yeah. we want. Uh, finally, Noughts, what is your favourite flavour of shape? Shape? Yeah, the shapes flavours. Which we, What's your favourite? A oh, barbecue. Come on! Yes, Noughts. Oh. Got good taste. Bye. Bye. Oh. Bye. Again, like, to, to quite a phrase from you, Ant, the length of Flemington Strait. Like, oh. it, like it, it's, it's, it's not even daylight second. It is it's that far in front. Thank you. They are Thank magnificent. You. They are like I could eat packets on packets. I can feel the steak deeper into my heart. <laughs> oh, Hado, what do you like? What, what could be what you not like the chicken shrimp or whatever? Like, yeah, chicken crimpy, oh. yes. Is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm chicken. That's third. Daylight second. The chicken crimpy's third. Whatever that oh, Jeez, consolation prize. They are they, <laughs> they are good. They are they're salty, but they're but they are good, but Oh, the barbecue shape, particularly. Do you remember, remember they changed the the the, the ingredients yeah. a couple of years ago, where they tried yeah. to water down the taste. It was obviously a publicity campaign to bring it back. But you get one of those ones down the bottom of the pack, the barbecue shape, and they've got all those little red dots and green. Oh, they just mix. Oh, it's beautiful. Like <laughs> it. Might have to send you some in that hotel room, doors. Oh my god! No, I'm going to go to the Seven Eleven a minute just down the road here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, what I have got, like, if you want to have a look at what I've got here, this is 
This is the life and times of a media manager. This will just get me through. I've got a little breakaway here. So oh, yes. Uh, Hello. Well, they didn't have much of an option. You can see I'm a chocolate man. That's the posh the, the standard dairy milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, this is for half time tomorrow night when you get a little bit picky. It's just the old party mix. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Thinking about getting barbecue shades, but no, I left those, so I might dump back there and get them. So you need to up your snap <laughs> snack game for the sandful, mate. Because Lucas brings me pretzels every week. Oh, pretzels? Yeah, like the... dry, dry, <laughs> Lucas. Get a bit of flair, man. Get something. Come on, snakes alive or something? Pretzels? Yeah, lemon white chocolate bullets. We usually have, white raspberry bullets, which are very. He nice. does. He loves those, and he loves mm. those other little like little uh, little Mars bar. I don't know what he, what he brings. He, he's yeah. always Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody hell, that's good. All right, let's go into our favourite segment of the show, and this is uh, this is the first one. It's like when Travis spoke love North, but. A little bit left field. It's a segment we like to call Better Call Sal, where we showcase our favourite Stephen Salapek moments. <laughs> so, Hutto, kick us oh. off with your favourite Stephen Salapek moment. Of this right. week, I should say. There's many. This, this week. So, I was going through some old photos the other day of myself and some old players and stuff like that. It was me yeah. with uh, Peter Burgoyne, me with Daniel Pierce, me with David Roden. Then I came across the treasure trove. Ooh. A photo of me with Stephen Salopek. And that was oh. pretty much it. I met Sal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was that was it. Oh, it was the greatest moment, North. Like we we love we have an unhealthy mutual love for Sal. And yeah, meeting him, I forgot that actually happened. That was um the so same year. You're I, in love with Sal, you guys. I, don't I mean, I, I don't, know. I, I'm not denying there there isn't a bit of love from my end with Sal as well, but how did you fall in love with him? I actually oh, don't know. Well, I think it's just human nature. I used to love the, <laughs> it's human nature, but I used to love his name just in the following section or the team's name. It used to be, I think it was Brogan. Yeah. Right, one stage, Brogan, Roden, and then Salapet. Yeah. yeah I just, just rolled. His name, yeah, just his name complimented, and I used to love he went about it. And then, I don't know, just Do you remember over the years raccoon, after his past. Raccoon hairstyle he had it about, yeah. he was rocking about, I yeah. was five, we had some sort of. Some sort of rinse or dye going through this part, and he had his hair down. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mate? We, we've, yeah. Uh, well, I think we've mentioned that a few times, actually. That was our first one. I reckon that was our yep. first favourite sour moment. And then Chad in his post game interview just absolutely ragging on it. <laughs> Chad Corns. Yeah. It was Chad with JB, I think it was. And um, yep. after, the, after we smashed Essendon round one of those four, and just was ripping him. It was like, yeah, it's a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh. good. Chad always calls a, uh, a spade a shovel, which is good, um, which is uh, very good. Um, yeah, Sullivan. And, and didn't he have a beautiful kick? I remember he got moved to yes. half back in that year about 08, 09. And he had that beautiful kick and he did that. Yeah. Like, smooth mover. Smooth. Oh, it was well, beautiful. Have you got one, Norts, a favourite sour moment? And we can go different as we can think of. doesn't have to be on the field, can be off the field. No, mine instinctively comes, comes um, and it wasn't a great ending for him. He got absolutely knocked out cold against, do you remember the moment against Hawthorne in 05, was it, or 06, or around 07 at Footy Park? He was running back with a fly. Got an yeah. incredible courage. And 
the reason why I like it, and this is all due respect to Sal, he was criticised for being more of an outside player. You know, he was sort of... But this was a moment where he just went back with a flyer. He got a knee. It was shocking. He tried to fire it out cold and um, got carted off. It set the tone, though. That was midway through the first quarter or round quarter time of that game uh, at Footy Park, down down towards the northern end. And, um, yeah, it set the tone. And, yeah, poor buggy. You reckon I could find another decent moment. But, no, the he got carted <laughs> off in the ambulance, I remember <laughs> Vividly. It's starting to become a theme. This is the second time in a row that we've had Sal getting knocked out. <laughs> People was love when Sal got knocked Bob, out. <laughs> Bobby said it because he was given, he was basically given Sir, Jacob Surgeon to drive by going, he, he's just chipped it up. Sal's run onto it and just gone bang. Just been absolutely poleaxed. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he got poleaxed in that West Coast uh, yep. qualifying final in 07 too, just before quarter yep. time running back with the flight. So, yeah, Sal deserves a bit of credit for that. Yeah, he does. Tough, tough bloke. Criminally underrated. Love South. Yeah. How many can games see where he's loved? He played was around 121. 121. Yeah. yeah. Could have been what, anything. Could have been anything. What have you got, Ant? Well, he was. He could have been anything, but he was a Salapex, so that was already a big tick for him. So um, I went with. <laughs> don't rub your eyes like that. I went with. Round, what was it? It was round two, 2006. It was the first time ever Stephen Salapek hit two, uh, 20 touches in his career. Oh, nice. We ended up winning that game by 26 points at the SCG. Yeah, I was going to say we beat the Swans, didn't we? Yeah, yeah right. Wow. That's so a bit of, bit of a fact for you. First what, time ever. Very good, very good. What, what, what would a Sal's highest ever best and fairest mean? Finish. Ooh. Would he got to a top five? Probably don't, not. He, don't think so. He no. would have got top ten, I reckon, probably in around 09. Sort of yeah, there. When but he, he got injured all back. the time. Yeah. He was just injured all the time, so he wouldn't get another boat. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. our grand plan is noughts that we will eventually get Sal on the pod and do this segment with him as well. So yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. Have you reached out to the great man? No, no, we're waiting. We're waiting and then hopefully seeing for the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just a sad episode where Ant and I just talk to ourselves about. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and just a quick update on uh, on the Matty Primus. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to be, gonna be waiting, a, waiting a while for him too. So. <laughs> Because brickets, guys, zero. Oh, Sadly, But anyway, you win some, you lose some. Ah, oh, that's all good, mate. Um, oh, you've skipped a your player. I've skipped. I'm probably saving the best for last, I reckon, because it's going to be a lot better. Final segment we'll do with the Norts. It's called Obscure Port Adelaide Players, where we pick a Port player from over the years that have played less than 100 games. And uh, yeah, just give them a nice little mention for their contribution. So, Norts, have you got one in mind, an obscure Port Adelaide player? And a good story, too, if you've got one, too. Yeah. Less than 100 games. Bloody hell. Um, God, there's, there, there are a lot of very good players who played less than 100 games. It's actually triggered me here. I mean, you, you think of players like Byron Pickett and he played 56 games or something for, for uh, in the AFL era for us. Mm. Um, there are some sample players too that uh, but they well before your time that, you know, I love growing up who played less than 100, but one that's just instinctively come to my mind now 
and I don't know why, but Peter Walsh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Walshy. Yes. Yeah, Peter Walsh, who came over from Melbourne yeah. in about 05, 06. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. after the after the grand final, I think. We got yeah, it. yeah. And was a um, – yeah, um, like was, was, was revered around the club. So – not that I was at the club at that time, but I've since heard stories that he he had a reputation for just being out there. So um, in a, in a, in a positive way, and um, incredible skills, and um, sort of bobbed up forward sometimes, kicking goals. Then of course was station at half back sometimes. So yeah, Peter Walsh um, That's from um, from Melbourne would have played what two seasons maximum. Yeah, yeah, I think he was oh five oh six and gone. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. yours? I. What's yours? I've got. He played in one win. He played three games in 2016. He kicked a goal in a showdown. That'd be Jesse Palmer. Oh, Jesse, Jesse Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. So, the win would have been against the Gold Coast Suns. The last round was, of the year. Last round of the year. So he played against Melbourne. Played the showdown and played against the Suns, and that was it. He was on the list for the next year, and then I think he was gone. Jeez. Yeah, it's good. Really good one, actually. But it got me thinking, Jesse Palmer. God, yeah. time flies, isn't it? I Hang know. Quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. That's six years. That's six mm. years ago now. Yeah, that's gross. Um, I don't need to hear that, Ant. <laughs> I'm only 19. So uh, there you go. A bit, bit of trivia for you. Um, I'm going with a guy that played three games in 2006. He kicked one goal. One goal, five in his career. Brian Willits. Oi. Yeah, used to call him Brucey, Brucey Willits. Brucey. <laughs> he played, but well, Willis, but Willis. I don't know why they, they thought yeah, he was Willis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no deep that, meaning of that one. He played in that showdown where we were down to about 24 fit men late in the yeah. year when the Crows were top and we were struggling, oh. and we and we won against all odds. Uh, you know, yes. six, he played in that game. Yeah, um, yeah he, 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 he presented well, didn't he? He was yeah. good-looking, strong, athletic. Yeah. yeah. He played three games. <laughs> you get that, don't you, with the big fellas, unfortunately, <laughs> like, like us, Ant? Yeah, um, I mean, some of us just can't hack it. Yeah. Well, some remember, of us can, some of us can't. <laughs> 2013 presented a couple of randoms. When I say randoms, with all due respect, I love these guys too that I'm about to mention. They were great guys and great team players. Remember um, Louis Stevenson? Yeah. 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 Regular favourites and Campbell Thumping Heath. Kick and Campbell Heath? Yep. Yeah. And you Same know what left foot. frustrated me with him? Like, oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a nightmare when you're meeting someone new is because he had two relatively like unusual, obscure names, but they were both first names, you'd have to challenge yourself for the first month. Oh, is it Heath Campbell? Or is it Campbell Heath? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, when you second guess yourself, you go, even then when I was going to say it before, I thought, it, is it Heath Campbell or is it Campbell Heath? That's Campbell Heath. <laughs> Great guy. Left footer, blonde. Sort yep. of back, Beautiful back, man. Back, yeah. uh, and, play, and played a role that year. Very like, serviceable. You know, serviceable. And, and same with Louis, uh, Louis Stevenson. Yes. Yeah, both very good. Very, very good. We've we've uh, mentioned them very much before, like very uh, we we love those blokes, don't we? Yeah. 
Yeah, we love it. I actually had a similar thing when I first met Hutto too. I thought it was it Hudson Jack or was it Jack Hudson, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or was it Megahead? I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mega, I'm not... <laughs> yeah, oh. But um, Nortz, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, uh, listening to your stories and um, you know, getting a real insight into how you go about things, both you know, with, with the club, but also with your great knowledge around the footy club. So it's been an absolute pleasure. And Hutto, have you got any final words? Oh, thanks, great man. And I'll see you Saturday at uh, the Ponderosa. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, you look after me out there. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you look after me. <laughs> I'm your and, bodyguard, um, mate. <laughs> and a promise updates. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so if I do... If I do hear, I will. Uh, oh, you guys will be the first to know. But hey, uh, um, uh, all seriousness, not that that's not serious. But, um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a, uh, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Time has flown, and uh, it, it all. And, and what I do want to say on behalf of the club too is that these forums that uh, promote the footy club and, and promote um, uh, discussion and interests and engagement. Um, Love your passion, guys. It's just brilliant. Um, we appreciate it. Um, and um, yours is rating a bit higher than our podcast, so that's a bit frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the more podcasts we can get out there, the better. And uh, anything that discusses our great club, Port Adelaide, which we which we share this common love and care for, is uh, can't be a bad thing. So, no, nah, thanks for having me on, guys, and keep up the great work. Uh, cheers, North. Thank appreciate you, North. it.